This is exactly right. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Do you need a ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgara. We're here in the All Things Comedy studio. There's other studios that provide some things comedy. But we demand all. All of the things. Do you like slapstick? Yes. Do you like wordplay? Sometimes. Do you like Catskillian uh, racial comedy? Yes, Of the the olden days. Do you like blackface? Always. Wait, all of it. wait, <laughs> wait, wait. No, no, you already said it. <laughs> Shit. It's all available here at All Things Comedy. <laughs> Luckily, you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. So the problematic parts are not it's uh, broadcast. Very, it's, if you th- really think about it, blackface uh, or minstrel comedy um, was only offensive visually. Right. It, the audio, well, that's not true, though, because like Al Jos- Jolson would sing in the style of a black performer. Oh. That, he was doing like an imp- a bad impression. That's a good point. That's actually worse. It's worse than then I just did it. So I, it that's was okay. Yeah, but I've really folded in a lot of, uh, you know what? Look, these are the times we live in. Hey, I'm not mad. If Ted Danson can do it. Let's let's get okay with it because that guy does no wrong, right? Uh, except for when he did that. Yeah, he yeah, did that do that was wrong. Pretty bad, and also Becker. It was <laughs> all seventeen uh, seasons of Becker. Mm. Yeah, at the time he was dating Warpy Goldberg, <laughs> which isn't an excuse, but I think he thought. But it it's was a okay. reason. Yeah, he, if anything, he was like, she'll laugh at this. Well, and she, she did. She put me up to it. I bet. I don't even. Do you know the backstory? Uh, I mean, I just I know what I read because at the time I was fascinated by that couple. What a '90s couple! Yeah. What a what a bizarre uh, mixture of personalities there. What was he doing? What was she doing? Um, we'll never know the answer. But yeah, his whole thing was she. Like, she defended him afterwards. And then he said, like, no, it's for her, and not, I knew she would like it. Or It's not, like, yeah, it was all it was to a, her. It was a roast, if I may. What Was it? Yes. Yeah, it was Aaron Brunkart, let's hear your side. <laughs> My side of Ted <laughs> Defend <Dancing>. yourself. <laughs> Why did you pitch that idea to him? You know, I was eight. <laughs> 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 it was a roast, like, b- before yeah, the Comedy Central? I think it was Friars Club. Oh, Oh, wow. That's funny. It was definitely funny. in New York. And then the photos uh, taken out of context. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is, I think that was before people learned that lesson of just assume it'll always be out of context and, and behave appropriately. You know, as a young, for Halloween, as a young person, oh, no. maybe 15, I I really liked uh, Lionel Richie and <laughs> I dressed up like him and I thought I would look more like him and I was being very... Uh, logical, I thought I would look more like him if I because it was, it was uh, you know I was pale and so I put a lot of uh, Neutrogena tinted moisturizer. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I put enough of it to where I was like, good, okay, I'm not quite pale to where it ruins this costume. And at no point did I think that's what I was doing. Now, so you tan faced. You weren't. I did. You weren't black. It oh, wasn't. No. Okay. But it wasn't your normal color, and it was supposed to be representative of dark skin. And then also to defend myself, and it's more embarrassing, I used to use it uh, my whole life to make it look like my face was tanned. Oh. All through college. Did you feel pressure as a snowboarder to be kind of tanned and... 
God, you're that you really know me. Yeah. I you <laughs> yeah. know, you get these it's almost the opposite of raccoon eyes, but when you you're wearing a pair of goggles and the sun leaves a you want to blend that line cuz I had a very distinct line yes. from snowboarding. Yeah. And uh, you're in that crazy sun all day mm-hmm. that the snow so, reflects. Tan face, white around the eyes. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It's what Donald Trump looks like when he's on TV. It used to be a calling. It used to be a something you would show, like, "Hey, I've been riding more than you this winter. Look at how distinct this line is." Like it showed how much you had been snowboarding. The it's thing, such a weird thing. I feel like we've just hit on something that kind of. Uh, crystallizes the essence of how why it's better to be a guy than a girl because and I thought about this when I was younger this is a theory from like high school guys get to do things like competitively snowboard and and they only care their only focus is if other dudes like feel competitive with them about mm-hmm. what the snow how the snowboarding has made them look like lunatics right yeah, yeah, yeah. with the two-tone face Whereas girls only are trying to win over the snowboarder with their face. It's so, so you can't ever have like uneven color or you have to, you're trying to be the most perfect. Right. Whereas it's, guys get to be the most rock and there roll. There is nothing that I wanted more living in Bend, Oregon, a 85% male snowboarder. Like you're going to go there and never have a date. You're just spending time <laughs> snowboarding. You're going to hang out with a lot of dudes and the three girls, and they were, at night we would be like, let's go to the girls' house. It's one house, three of them lived together, and they all married people I sort of know. Mm. But I was attracted to them because they had that racket. They had oh. that. I was like, because back then, not a lot of girls that I knew in Montana, like, snowboarded all the time, and we're all serious about it. And that, to me, was a turn on yeah because they like so, the thing you like so they had raccoon ridiculous raccoon eyes and i was like i like it so so then cut to me standing in the quad at st vincent's high school with so much cover girl uh foundation makeup on so that so that i had a clown face the <laughs> line that was before you knew to blend uh <laughs> or use any other kind of makeup tricks and there was I never had a chance with the snowboard types because you guys were all kind of looking for each other, really, in a way. Mm-hmm. That's what was attractive. Mm-hmm. It really took the place of me trying to. I didn't really experience girls until college because I was always. I just cared about other snowboard dudes. And then when you did experience <laughs> girls, were you like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Your tongue my, turned into stairs. And and my ears smoked and I said, arugula. And then my, <laughs> t- yeah, my tongue turned to stairs. <laughs> then you became a vegan. <laughs> and, I, and I was also a wolf. <laughs> and, um, but you went to college in Montana, right? In a Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> in Montana. In the cartoon department. Yeah. So there was definitely sporty girls. And outdoors girls. I mean, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Back there? Yeah, it was a big deal. Not as big as moving away to a place that had that, that had it. Like in Oregon, that's where we went. Yeah. And it was, everyone was interested in that. In Montana, it was more like a lot of drinking and not so much outdoorsiness. Right. Probably not that way now. My friend, my very good friend Ross sent me a photo uh, and he said, this is uh, next door to your house. And it's a picture of a uh, driveway uh, right next to my mom's house. So I've been thinking about my mom all day. And it's, uh, But there's these two ramps there. And it's two. I had ramps just like that. Uh, like just like that. And it's two doors down from my house. And, and the, so there's a kid that's maybe just like me. Living on my street, it's kind of cool. It's the next generation yeah, Fairbanks. That was the nineties. That's right. And also, we're living in. This is just one one big uh, simulation of life. Right. This is just a series of ones and zeros, uh, trickling down Matrix style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is fun because they've they've gotten the technology so that you can't tell at all. Mm, it's so good. It's it, great. Yeah, yeah. The computer animation today. I don't. It really seems like we're in a studio right now. You are so real to me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm high def. <laughs> 
we haven't seen each other in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you. How's everything? How's your job? You work a lot. Um, it, it's very good. I'm excited about it. It's fun. It's like now we're in this phase because the show is for it's a mid season replacement next year, so we do everything at once. So like we started off pitching ideas for what the episodes could be, then. All the scripts got assigned. Everyone started writing, going out to write them piece by piece, then bringing them back. And so then the cycle started of like, then we're, you know, somebody's out writing one, we're fixing one, we're polishing another one, and it just goes in this kind of cycle. And then now it's like, now we're on, they're filming episode five. Um, so then we're, and it goes to 13, and mine's next. So we were like rewriting mine today inevitably your feelings get hurt though when a group of people are like this part's bad it's all bad it's all hurt feelings that you that i have learned to manage uh remarkably in this job it's taken me a long time because that it's so different than like stand-up or even Mm. even like talk show writing where everybody's kind of individually like here's my jokes and they take them and maybe tweak a word or two but with this kind of writing, it's totally gang writing the whole time. So, mm-hmm. like, at this point, like, I started off on the outline that was decided in the room. It's never been mine in any technical way, um, except for, like, maybe ideas here and there, suggestions. But for the most part, yeah, it just keeps on getting tabled and then big chunks getting rewritten. It's truly, it's the EP, our, our EP um, Goldie Julius Sharp uh, is R.E.P. and he's great and brilliant and so he just takes it and goes I don't like this part think of new ideas and everyone mm-hmm. just does what he asks sure so it's good and you're practice. surrounded by talented people very talented very cool funny I, people it was hard in art school you did that where you would paint everyone would paint I think five paintings were the assignment for a few weeks and then you'd set them in front of everyone and people would critique them and everyone would be a little nice but not everyone was good at painting, and it made me mad that they were there. Yes. And I'd say mean things, and I'm not. <laughs> and people, uh, it's just a non-traditional student that got out, would have retired but decided to go to art school and then making her feel bad and maybe cry because I was like, well, this is just not only is it bad composition, <laughs> um, you should learn to draw. I spent a lot of time my whole life learning to draw. You never did that. Oh, also, no. you, mu- you mixed black paint with a color, and so it just looks like a flat, lightless mess. It's very bad. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, thanks, Chris. And I'm like, well, you asked me. That's what we're supposed to do. No, it's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say, hey, good job, and then everyone gets an A. No. You're supposed that is to, what happens otherwise. Well, no, it's not. There's actually in there's a, there's gray area in between re- reducing someone to rubble and kissing their ass, which oh, is right, right. you realize that this is a person who isn't on your level, and so you give things that you think might help. Uh, suggestions are saying I don't like that color mix because you you put black in that. I think next that time probably blah blah is blah. How I said it. Yeah. Oh well, then that's they still cry. Uh, well, that's not your problem then. Yeah. If you were if you were tactful about it and kind of like trying to be helpful, I've been I've been riddled with tact. Uh, no. Well, I mean, just not in that example. It didn't sound like you <laughs> sounded so mad at the beginning. But listen, I'm not saying I'm the same way. Where when you see the thing I that drives me crazy is when you see um, wording changes or joke changes. Where it's like, I know I don't know story structure. I'm definitely learning like how you put these things together and pull a story through. But I definitely feel like I know how to write a hard joke. Yeah, yeah. And so the but that's all taste. That's what that's more why I was frustrated in art school because it would I knew that my paintings were good and I felt like they were good. And everyone said that but during when you line them up and it everyone feels like it's their job someone with with no talent saying anything about my art that's when i would lash out at them yeah so the lady that i described who we felt bad for who i sort of made up she would <laughs> first say well i don't like this i don't like the and even that her critique was like well you don't even know what you're talking about right but i feel like the job of life you should have joined a book club the job of life is to know someone doesn't know what they're talking about and then 
realize then that means you're okay. Like, because I feel like you're taking in the criticism the same way you would if it was the teacher and then doubling the offense because it's an untalented person. It's odd, though, because because they spoke up and because in art school the people that talked the most and that were willing to talk and wanted to talk the most about art were most likely the ones that weren't good at it. And it did have an influence on the teachers who were grading things, and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so said four negative things. I wrote them down, so I guess I'll give Chris a B and this uh, person an A because everyone said nice things because they're trying to be supportive because she isn't good. So then I w- at the end, I would have a, uh, the same, if not lower grade, than other people that actually w- didn't belong there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It drove me nuts well, to where I'm like, I don't like art school. Because, but I think that's the thing of life. Everything is political. Mm-hmm. Everything is political. You can't, there's no clean cut, fair yeah. anything. And everything is influenced by voice and by people. And so I you, was silent. I was just like, I'll just let my work speak for me. And mm-mm. it's still my problem with my career now. I don't. Well, and also because you, if you speak up and you like say super mean things to people or even subtly mean things, mm-hmm. that kicks back on you and, and affects the way people see your work, even though it has nothing to do with it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's this whole thing is like a fucking lame beauty contest where it's like that part, the, you know, the personality part is as important, if not more. I should have just got into beauty contest. <laughs> beauty contest. Okay. Did you? Did you watch? I don't. I'm not trying to, like, boss you around or anything. Mm. Um, but did you watch Donald Trump? Did you see that whole thing about him and the Miss Universe that he called fat and Miss Piggy? Yeah, that was really bizarre. I that sh- was when I started. I started having. I just got uncomfortable watching that. Like my parents were fighting, and I had to leave the room a few times. Yes, and I was sweating and. I thought it was kind of funny when she said, you didn't pay your federal taxes. And he goes, yeah, that makes me smart. And he just said that he blurted it. Yep, he can't control himself. Yeah, he is. that is how he's gotten in business. And then meanwhile, he's talking about... But I was was leaving the room when I was hearing that. Because you were so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we started watching it at work because it came on so early. And Mm -hmm. I was like... Uh, all of us were like, I go, I'm sweating and my neck hurts. Like, I'm so tense right now. And thank fucking God, for, Hillary Clinton was so much better than I thought she was going to be. She was so fucking good because she wasn't making me more uncomfortable like, oh, mom's mad or all the shit she gets accused of. She was, it was like someone told her, now just remember, everything he says is being recorded. You don't have to be flustered or upset because it's permanent fucking record. It's the thing he hasn't learned yet. Right. Is that all this shit is like, he said he had 200 endorsements from army generals and Mm. admirals. There are 40 army generals and admirals. There's 40, so he can't have 200. All that shit is fact-checking that it's like you are a compulsive liar. Yeah. And she, and I, while, because he was someone that just kept interjecting Mm -hmm. and saying, no, wrong, you're an idiot. Like, he kept interrupting, and she wasn't doing that. And when he started talking about money or whatever, I'm like, interrupt him about China. I know. What, yeah, about how your clothes Talk are Talk about those there. fucking ties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, it is good that she didn't do that. Mm-mm. She stayed, and she didn't, and someone told her to smile more and things that she should, because she was, she was great. She did, she did great. And she she was so seem, good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she. Yeah. Uh, well, I still had to check afterwards, and I'm like, everyone said she won, right? Quote unquote, won. Yeah. And but she did. She def- definitely. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And there was a whole thing that was hashtag Trump won that was on Twitter. This that was twenty trending on Twitter this morning, and I was like, that's ludicrous. Well, well, he they, got like, he, but they did a study about it, or they, you know, they looked into it, and there was an mm-hmm. article. It came all those tweets that were supporting the Trump won hashtag were coming out of Russia. They have a map. I tweeted. It's on my Twitter feed. Whoa. Yes. So it is. He is. They are outsourced. Yes. Trending. Like get enough people to do this. Hackers. They're busy making cement blocks. (laughs) Let us utilize their boredom. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Isn't that insane? It's like he. We have gone into comic book supervillain area. It's horrifying. It really is. 
But people during it, people would like cheer for him. His people somehow they put on the nicer pair of overalls and they get in. <laughs> yes. Well, I think there's like family. I mean, yeah, but those people. There's some. He got some little applause breaks, and I. Well, but he. It, did that's for, why I would leave. Yes, but he also got them for these really dumb things. Like, it would be like. Yeah, he mentioned her emails. I still don't understand the email thing. I don't understand how it would be if you're a, a public, a, a political person, you're supposed to have your emails public, be public knowledge. I don't get that. I don't get what happened. Will you tell I me? Don't, I, I don't even know if that is something that's true. And the, the irony is him, him not releasing his taxes, but then going, what's in those emails? Where it's like, what's in your fucking Aaron, taxes? do you know what the email thing is? What was the email thing? Oh, Aaron's Trump. a huge Trump supporter. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> Everything I know I learned from John Oliver this weekend. Oh, oh okay. Uh, her emails should have gone through like a like a uh, at statedepartment.gov. Instead, she did. She ran them through a private server that she has in her home. In but the what are they? What if they're? What if people don't want to see what she's getting on Etsy or what? Or they? They're? They were? Yeah. Big scary emails. They could be. Yeah. They could be. There was like 113 that that were potentially confidential, and only three that were marked like in the heading highly confidential. Oh. Uh, and is the idea that her doing that was unsafe because it, they could have been hacked because it was a private server? They could have been hacked, and that, and then also that she could hide, um, she could hide things that, if they were on the state.gov server, the government would could, be public record. You could, yeah. you could under freedom of information, you could request it. Oh, yeah, huh? So it's both. It's like it was unsafe for national security potentially and also you could hide stuff huh well i for one forgive her <laughs> well i just think it's it's just so him that he's accusing her he won't let it go when there was actually a he brought it up yeah she that's but his it's, answer it's he's been like clear when are you gonna do the text thing that's what everyone does right and you can show them while you're being audited with that whole moment. And he's like, what about emails? But the email thing was, tr <laughs> she went on trial for it, didn't she? Like there was a, a hearing about it and she was cleared of wrongdoing. Yes, the FBI has investigated and cleared her. So oh. so he's just bringing up a thing that like everyone said, it's fine. Because he doesn't happened. know about the, the, that she's been cleared of it. <laughs> no one's like, told it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't gotten that email yet. Uh, because he doesn't email with anyone. It's just his. everyone surrounding him is his family. And he's just screaming into their ears. no one wants to work for him. No. So he's got all these strange cyborg children that are his only employees. You know, I went up into his <laughs> office in in Trump Tower, uh, or wherever it is, actually. I'm not sure. Uh, wherever his main office is, is, he's at the top floor. Mm -hmm. We were shooting something when I worked on Ellen long ago, 2000, probably six. And it is the gaudiest. It looks like an '80s disco. It's all everything in there is black lacquer and gold, but it not in a way where you go, oh, it's the not opulence. tremendous. So when you walk in, aren't you like this is, is glorious and tremendous? It is in no way tremendous. Huh. The pictures where it's Melania holding the baby with all the gold and the all that, I think that might be their house or their mm. apartment. But the office looks like a Coke dealer wanted to get into accounting. Yeah. And then the government seized it and sold it to Donald Trump. Oh, wow. It's so tacky and weird and old looking. And and he was like we were shooting a thing that was like a send up of The Apprentice or whatever. And he fires Ellen. It's stupid. But he was so he started off by t he met her by telling her the ratings of The Apprentice. He was introduced to her, and he immediately just started saying, we're the number one day show on NBC, and did it. But, like, it was so weird mm -hmm. and, like, pathological and he, bizarre. He's always wanted to belong, and I think even from what I've heard, even in the, well, April was talking about, he's never even belonged with the New York millionaires that he's... No. Yeah, he's just like, a, oh, man, now I feel bad for him. Do you really? Well, just then. Oh, just that moment. Yeah, when people don't belong. I don't. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of pain around him and all of the people that so desperately need to believe that he's going to help them. Yeah. I just can't understand <laughs> that people don't see that he's a crook. Like, he's 
all the, anything that he's accused Hillary Clinton of, he is guilty of times five. I've started, uh, I, I've never done any online dating, but I got on that Bumble thing. Oh, you and, did? Yeah. And uh, they have an option there where you can just slide over a graphic that says, I'm with Trump or I'm with Hillary. It's uh, an inordinate, uh, a crazy amount of women. Or maybe it's sarcastic, I don't know, but they claim to be voting for Trump. And I'm. No. I'm like I, no in Los Angeles. Yeah, I can't. It's, it can't be very. I know. How would a single woman? <laughs> How in this day ever, and age? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. They and must all be fans of The Handmaid's Tale. I, they're like, I want to go to a birthing camp. Or they're way better at sarcasm than me, but I don't <laughs> think so. No, it isn't. You know what's funny? I April almost got me to sign up for Bumble. It, between April and it was well, my other friend. Well, as a woman, it might be kind of fun because you do all the, you make all the moves. Well, I would never do that. And I, would, I would never that, do that. Well, then I feel because no one's doing it for me. <laughs> I have not had, been on there uh, a couple weeks, and it, I not a single. I actually person. re-signed up. <laughs> And I have a good bio, and I took good... And a good face. Yeah, my pictures, I might be six feet tall, you never know. <laughs> Fucking nothing. That's it's super insane. weird. I've got to get off. You are, In your picture, are you looking straight into the camera? <laughs> you changed that picture. Oh, really? Yes. I swear to God, I read an article about that, how women men's pictures where they're looking straight into camera freak them out and they don't like it go oh, up like, yeah. run in and put your put on some um under armor uh, shirt and look off in the distance look off and put your leg up on a rock they'll love that uh, and then you can date all the trump women you want well, i want to show off my legs they're all little oh then <laughs> then put your arm on a rock <laughs> should i lean on it like i'm thinking yes all right, I like that, and look off in the distance. <laughs> and maybe cry a tiny bit. What if in every photo I don't look at in the camera and I say, cameras, steal your soul, that's my bio, that's all. That's genius. That's my, yeah. Cam- I, cameras, steal your soul, and everything. Yeah, me. but yeah. you're looking up there. Mm-hmm. In, a native, in a native headdress. Don't do, no, that's problematic. Okay. Okay, we're getting back to the version of me that was willing to put uh, Tanner face on. Yeah, let's not go there again. All right, I'm sorry that I, I, hey. But don't you think it's funny that I went through all of the trouble? It was all the way down to all I had to do was press the button to sign up. Like mm-hmm. I'd fucking gone back onto Facebook. Yeah. All these things. And then I just like went to touch it and I was like, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. It's scary, right? It's horrifying it's to me. The idea I didn't think that. it would be. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know how people do it. I didn't think it would be, and it's real weird, and I'm, I don't want to meet strangers. I've never, if anyone's ever like, hey, I want to set you up with my friend, a person I trust, I'm like, nah, that's weird. Yeah, it's so super now, weird. And I can't believe women do it. I'm like, well, if they don't, you better have mace. Well, it's always like. Like everyone's a, you know, everyone's I know. a predator. I know. Don't go meeting some. Don't go out meeting people for coffee. I, that's if I do. If I ever message with one of these people, I'm going to say, "Do not meet me." It's just dangerous. <laughs> but you say that—that's the message underneath the dick pic. Yeah, just so <laughs> here's my dick. Let's meet in a park. You better bring pepper spray. Spray right. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> this is going to be bad. No, I really do. I also don't know. Like, I had a friend who told me a story about one time sitting in a restaurant and the guy that she had arranged to meet, I think she was on OKCupid, I can't remember, walked in and she watched his face fall when he saw her in person. I've seen them. And I just, uh, I don't know how, how do you. Terrible feeling. How do you go on? I don't, I'm not interested in that. Oh, that's the worst. It's terrible. And and then I would just, I think I would just verbally abuse that person. If they sat down, I'd be like, so, well, yeah, is this, hey. has this been the eyebrow situation all along? Or Yeah, how, how long have you not been able to control your face? Or do you mean his <laughs> eyebrows because they're raised or because they're ungroomed? You did I would him. go ungroomed, but that's yeah, just, yeah. I'm, you know I'm eyebrow focused. Hey, I like your face you made, stinky. What's it like? Yeah, just yeah. go after him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or something. How could you not? It's a stranger. You, mm. There's no goodwill at all. It sounds horrifying. I'm deleting the app right now. Let's do it. Okay. And then I'll sign up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I'll just transfer mine over to you. Well, the worst part is it's like I would like to date, but that I can't do it that way. And then the traditional way is like what? 
what like I'm not going to go to a bar. I don't drink. Well, here's Mike O'Connell. He said, uh, "Sorry, I just got home. I'll do the podcast another time." Oh, he's yeah. very busy, man. He's the point is we don't have a guest today, but that's okay. Oh yeah, we should. I'm glad you that. and I we had to riff last. The last episode was very information based. That's right. The uh, that's right. I never. Oh, I just remembered. I didn't retweet that or anything. That's okay. I did. I put it out. Okay. There. I and, and and Sean did. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, it was very single topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but after it, I'm like, maybe I should try and do some hallucinogens. No, well, I should probably just go to therapy, right? Therapy is great. Yeah, but it takes a long time. Hallucinogens, I don't know. I, I don't have that much experience with them. The when those people talk some. about yeah. having those like ayahuasca like experiences like i saw that 60 minutes about how a lot of veterans like iraq war veterans oh, are doing wow. that because it's helping them with their ptsd that That's seems really very interesting, interesting to me yeah yeah who knows what could help you know i know i have ptsd i mean i wasn't in the shit but my dad was in reserves and he, <laughs> and he was, was married to my mom <laughs> and a lot of stuff. I Okay, a lot of people had to snap necks in Fubai or crawl into a foxhole. I've many times walked in on my mother making love to different men. Oh. So why maybe I should go do drugs in a tent the, and it, then a Native American man can guide me through what that meant. He would help you barf for like four hours. <laughs> That's as, what I've heard. As far I as I've seen. I don't want to barf. That's no, you're going to have to barf. I don't want to throw up. You have to the whole time. It's part of it. You just barf and barf and barf, and it feels like you can't stop barfing. And then, then you start hallucinating. I don't want to barf. Barf. I want to have visions. The barf turns into a spirit animal. Oh, I don't want to. And then barf animal. becomes your spirit animal. Oh, do I have to call him barf like the cook <laughs> from You Can't Do That on Television? <laughs> or Barfy, the dog from uh, Family Circle Circus? Really? The it, Family Circus, right? Yeah. yeah. Where Billy would leave Tr- little tracks. Yeah, their dog was named Barfy. Barfy. Barfy, and it made me laugh every time. There would be episodes. I think I'll call them episodes. It's just a single <laughs> panel, no jokes. Every once in a while, it would be like <laughs> Grandma lost her leg to an angel named Diabetes. No. And, yeah, I remember what? that thing one. And then an angel floating away. Or maybe that was a parody of it. <laughs> maybe that was in Mad Magazine. I don't know. It was always like a lot of like, it's very spiritual, spiritual like God stuff in, in lieu of a joke. And yes, it's it one was... panel, so it's like you better have. And every it... once in a while he'd have it. Every once in a while it was funny. Bill Kane. Bill Keen, but it was mostly, f- it was for families. It was something to cut out and put on the refrigerator. Yeah. Easy, light. Yeah, uh, non-offensive. But he used to eat mushrooms by the handful. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Bill Keen would get all fucked up and then draw Billy walking all over yeah, the city. Yeah, just that's him super <laughs> tripping out. He's like, whoa, look at this perforated line, how it twists and bends. Everything else, though, I've measured the houses. It's all perfect lines. But not Billy's feet. <laughs> They're walking everywhere. <laughs> ah, United Feature Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite opening credits um, uh, thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, off the cuff, I would answer the one that was at the beginning of The Muppet Show where it was like three spinning worlds, it looked like, and it was like... Oh, really old looking. It looked like it was from like the late sixties. Of all time, it would have to be HBO um, because they would. I have always loved miniatures. I, as a kid, and my dad will tell you, I wanted a dollhouse just because uh, there's a tiny toaster and a little bed and yes. little pillows, and I just thought that was the coolest. And it is. I'd put army guys in there. <laughs> You're Not no fag. Th- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm no Nancy pants. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, the the beginning of the HBO that later became that logo. And then it's like Silver Streak with Gene Wilder. And yeah, Pryor. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you go in. Here's the great part that no one maybe because now they have, or maybe not even anymore. They just had the HBO logo oh. pre motion graphics. Yeah. It is a animated. Uh, model 
chromed out yeah. that flies up. But before that, you are the POV of this logo flying above a city, and there's tiny cars. Yes. And some of them I would look, and I'm like, that's a Matchbox car. This is a giant. This is like, uh, you know, several tables of all train set, miniature tree. Like as a young person, my dad and I used to do, like we did like a train set with trees and little ice skaters and a yeah. tunnel. I was so into that. I would yeah. go into the hobby stores, look at all the tiny stuff, and I wanted all of it, but it's super expensive. But it was so cool. That is the best intro to anything. Yes. You're, I totally agree with that. But I also really loved the TriStar horse, oh, the yeah, Pegasus. Yeah. And Galloping I was, and then getting frozen into a logo. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's so cool. Which that part made me sad. But the beginning yeah, where it's like. there forever. Na, na, na. The first time I saw that in the movie theater, a voice in my head said, I'm going to be in the movies. And then I was like, I'm going to be in TriStar movies. That's I only wanted to be in a movie that had that at the beginning. And now they don't have it anymore. I, the other night, watched, because it's on Netflix, and I really haven't seen it since I was a kid. I never watched it any other time in my life, E.T. Oh. I had not seen E.T. since I was a little kid. And so, of course... It does hold up. I did cry. There is a scene where, uh, what is Amblin? Oh, Amblin's like an old movie. Maybe his first movie. So that's the name. Of it. But there is a scene where he rides the bike. Yeah. And because I recognized, well, that then triggered the logo for Amblin Entertainment. I swear I teared up for that <laughs> more than the dying alien because, frankly, is not that well animated. No, it's a weird rubbery puppet that yeah, when yeah. it's dying, you're like, stop being so pathetic, E.T. Yeah, and they really phoned it in. Maybe they were all coked up and they were dealing too much with putting the tent around the house that they just put <laughs> baby powder on the model and they're like yeah just leave him there and he's hugging him and he just jiggles because yeah. he's rubber it started to seem like the movie that you showed me that changed my life Mac and uh, Me Mac and Me it's start- <laughs> he's- I'm like wait Mac and Me wasn't that far off no yeah, no, I, they almost did a kind of a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, All things considered. Once you watch E.T., <laughs> it's like, ah, Mac and me, come on, eyes a little hard on you. And <laughs> I, at the end of Mac and me, if you'll watch it and everyone should, at the end there's a promise in the when the bubble gum, you know, when they're all driving as an American family with red, white, and blue neckties. Yes. <laughs> they're sworn in as Americans. <laughs> So one of the members of the family chews a bubblegum bubble, and it says, we'll be back. And you know what? I haven't seen a sequel for Mac and Me, McDonald's. I don't think that McDonald's understood how bad they were at screenwriting uh, or true entertainment, that that they needed to focus on on meal deals, Mm -hmm. on very finely chopped onions. I do think that the, the things oh, that God, they're they good are, at. How do they do it? That, actually, I just made my own mouth water because <laughs> that's the McDonald's. As you know, I was very addicted to McDonald's just for a while. Finely chopped onions mixed with mustard. That's and then uh, just a touch of ketchup, and then those insane, almost like um, pickles that seem like there's some chemical involved. Like yeah. it's not just pickle brine. Like, it might be the thing uh, that you put dead frogs in when you have to cut them open in high school. What's our specific sandwich? And I was a big fan that was hot on one side and cool on the other. <laughs> the so McDLT? Because one thing I like, it's a McDeal? No, D- McDLT. Oh. Right? Yeah. Something lettuce and tomato. Yeah. What's that D? I, c- I could be wrong. but I- Oh, I forgot. They made those with dick meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't I just don't like hot pickles. I just, <laughs> really? Yeah. So you were pickles? excited that they were combined? Cold pickles? You're I I need the combination. There's a place by my the house I get breakfast burritos and the salsa they bring warm. It's like if you don't think a person doesn't want to dip their hot food into a cold salsa, yeah. you're sadly mistaken and your kitchen needs a revamp. But I guess I get I'm defensive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Now, because I feel like the combination of flavors on the McDonald's cheeseburger is perfection, and they are hot pickles because it's all microwaved. Well, they, I think it's probably not the temperature and what they do. They just put, they inject it with something else that's like a addictive additive, yes. right? Like cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Coke sugar. There were definitely times where I was at the McDonald's drive-thru going like, this is a, you're having like a bottoming out watershed moment right now, eating this food again. I didn't know. I, when I, it's, I don't know how I survived during lunchtime all through high school because I didn't get, my mom would occasionally give me money and, uh, but it would be like two bucks for the day and you could eat for two dollars back then. And I would go to Burger King or McDonald's and get like two burgers, two fries, two dollars. And I didn't yeah. I didn't even pay attention to what I was eating at all. I just eat whatever I could get. Right. And I think that's probably still a thing. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's why fast food is so evil is because they fill everything with sugar and salt and fat, which like when you combine all those things become an addictive like combination to your system, but also they make it cheap and convenient. So it's like, there's nothing you want to do less if you're overweight than get out of your car and go into a place to show that you're eating again. Yeah. But you can hide in the privacy of your car. Oh my God, it's the greatest and at the same time, worst invention of all time. Yeah. Boy. Rough. I mean, I didn't have any options. And it, but it's funny, my mom was like vegan. <laughs> I just should have been like, "Hey, can you make me stuff?" But would you? I don't think it? it's not cool. I yeah. Oh. I just want to eat something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I but don't... you're right, though. I did want to leave school with my friends, and yes. you're pretty much a dork if you bring a bag of sweaty eggplant. Yeah, no, that wouldn't you. Yes. And also, it's not convenient. It's she probably a... offered all the time. God damn it! I bet she did. Well, because she probably wanted you to. I mean, yeah. The the when you have the option like you're gonna want taco bell over anything else or you're gonna want whatever oh, your thing is i forgot about taco bell i really just want to eat there because it's the cheapest too mm -hmm. and you and it's the like i don't know there's a real situation happening with the crunchiness God, they had a they had something it's gone now but they had something called the fiesta menu and everything on it was 39 cents so i would just show up and go i'll have the entire fiesta <laughs> menu and throw my uh, $2 and some change down and I would get it was a tiny little cute taco and a little tiny burrito it's a bunch of variety you get all it was your miniatures again they were tiny that's why I liked it yeah dollhouse tacos fun dollhouse burrito cute yeah like almost like hors d'oeuvres a little burrito I'd throw it in the air and land in my mouth one <laughs> fail swoop chew it <laughs> swallow it didn't even chew it just swallowed it like a pill um do you remember the taco light that was a flour shell instead of corn tortilla? Oh, yeah, because it's the corn tortilla that's really bringing us down, yeah. giving us all sugar food. Well, what they were doing was like taking advantage of people's, of dumb people who would think that because it's a flour shell that it's lighter in calories. They were just calling it taco light, but it was, it was probably more caloric because it was deep fried flour. Oh, that's funny. But they were so delicious. A oh, taco wow. light. That was my favorite thing. God, and they got rid of them. I don't remember the taco light. Yeah. yeah. Taco someone, light. They were on to, yeah, someone's like, ah, oh, they're on to us. Yeah. This is just, we added gluten. But no, you know, our friend uh, Jimmy Chung was a manager at Taco Bell when we were in college. And he said they got rid of the taco lights because when they shipped them and they arrived, like the three quarters of them would be broken because <laughs> you can't, oh. there's, they, it's flour, deep fried flour shell. Yeah, very brittle. Yeah. I had a friend that worked there, and uh, he uh, he said the boxes of meat came in. It just said cartoonishly in giant bold Helvetica, grade F beef. <laughs> no. <laughs> grade F. What does that stand for? Uh, it's uh, it's a... It's, yeah, it's five after A. I mean... <laughs> the, well, there was that article that said that Taco Bell meat was partially sawdust. Did you have you ever seen right, that? Right, yeah, and I think that is why it comes in as a, it's that's done before, and then it shows up, and it's like, yeah, it's mostly beef, so it's a lower grade. Yeah, 
the lowest grade, I believe. But when I was young, I remember food. Be, it's like, oh, you don't want to eat that. It's mostly soy meat. <laughs> it's like, well, that's like a thing that is the basis of a lot of v- vegan diets now. Yeah. Is that really it's, that bad? It's not a problem. It's not, I guess. Sawdust, though. Yeah. I mean, what barroom floor is it coming off of before they mix it in? Or, or garage, you know, when I changed my oil, my dad taught me and changed my own oil. When you spill oil in the garage, what do you put down? Sawdust. Sawdust. Or cat litter. Or, or a, uh, a, a cat that you've had <laughs> cremated. You can put that down. The ashes of a cat. Yeah. Um, can That'll I tell soak you? It up. I, I can't remember if you're the kind of person that will bum out forever if I tell you this story. Or not. Is it about a dog dying? No. It is about okay. the Taco Bell that we used to go to when I was in college in Sacramento. My friend Charlie Bormelini, who was in my sister's class, who was also up there with us, um, called Taco Bell Church. And so he'd come by my apartment. He, We all lived in the same apartment complex. So he'd be like, want to go to church? And I'd be like, sure. Um, he was a big stoner. I was a big stoner. We'd end up at Taco Bell and just sit there with big red eyes eating, as all as everyone was doing in the 90s. Um, I was too scared. So then, like, I'd say six years later. No, it was short. No, it was much more recent than that. That's me. This is a bummer story. Is it? I don't, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Like, maybe three years later, there was an article about how... I can't remember how far the time frame mm-hmm. Eve- eventually there was an article that revealed that someone that worked at that taco bell that we went to uh-huh. was shitting in the beans oh no yes like a crazy person that was angry at their job yes shitting in the beans shitting in the beans so we These, don't know there's a child that died in colorado i remember at a jack-in-the-box that's a right baby ate poop Oh, because and someone died. had done the that. Baby died. Yeah, oh. and I that to me was I'm like that was the ugliest thing I had ever heard of. I didn't know guns existed yet. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, well, then why should we stay alive? I'm 12, and that's the worst. That's really awful. How? Yeah, yeah, you gotta screen some of these fast food workers. I mean, I thought about it for so long after. I just I should have done a some you, kind of a feces I, alert. I actually just looked up uh, grade F beef oh, on yeah? Google, and yeah. there's a Snopes article saying that uh, meat is not graded by letters. So oh. really, it is a false legend. Oh wow! Yeah, well, that's no fun. Josh Harris, you're gonna hear from me, <laughs> Joshua. They did say it is most commonly uh, attributed to Taco Bell because we just don't believe that. That the meat, that the food there can be so cheap and still be. How about oh, wow. how what about my we... sawdust article though? Did you snopes that? That wasn't that was a thing. That, I know that for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Well, He's what on about my the, side. what's the grade A certified Angus? You know, there they... are certifications, mm-hmm. but they're not by letter. They're like like you said, like certified. Huh. Or, uh, certified Angus. Yeah, there's a bunch of words I forgot huh. to memorize just now. Wow. <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, because I, my friend, yeah, you know what, Josh, Josh can tell a tale out of school. Look, we all can. I told you (laughs) when um, there was a a comic book book called the big book series called the big book of blank. So it'd be Mm -hmm. like the big book of criminals or the big book of urban legends or the big book of whatever. And so they had all these popular comic book artists who, who would be matched with writers and then they had a topic. It was like big book of the seventies, and then it was like the Manson murders. And so yeah, it'd be yeah. like a certain comic book artist was drawing the pictures, and another guy that was writing. That sounds great. I want that. It, they're the. It's the coolest series because it's like a lot of cool, great information, but you take it in in this really great way. And it every two pages, the art changes. So it's you get it's. Oh cool. wow! Cool. It's a really great idea. The big book of urban legends. Every almost every single story in this book. One of my relatives had told me, as this happened to my neighbor, this happened to my dentist. Like this eight ha- spiders a night that you swallow. Yes, all of it. The um, the woman in the hotel 
elevator who gets in with a black man who has a dog. And when the elevator's doors close, the guy says, on the floor lady, and she drops to the ground. And then it turns out he's talking to his dog. And there she's so embarrassed. And it turns out to be Lionel Richie. What? Or it turns out to be Stevie Wonder. That was Wonder. some weird... That was an urban legend that, like, like one of my aunts told us. Like, it was her friend that went to Las and Vegas. And it was popular enough that it made it in this book. Yes. It's a classic urban legend. Like, you know, there's the other one of, like, the people that go down to Mexico and they bring back a stray dog and then eventually find out it's a rat. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's shit Not like that. Not a possum, but <laughs> a rat? A rat. They, like it's, they think it's a chihuahua that they found on the street, and so they bring it home. Their kids have it and hugging it. You have to read this book; it's awesome. <laughs> and that one I heard. There was a million of them that I heard. Wow, that's the fun of urban legends. Is you basically someone tells you something you love to hear, and then when you repeat it, you just slightly change yeah, the, yeah, the source yeah. so that it's a little more believable. Right. Oh, and then they get all. I I don't know that I know of any offhand that my dad didn't. I, the one my dad told me is Albert Broccoli, who started James Bond, the James Bond character and franchise. His family invented broccoli, <laughs> the vegetable. And I did <laughs> it. I did find articles though. That say his families were farmers, and then I did find other articles that say broccoli was made in the early 50s by combining cauliflower and some other green vegetables, spinach, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. So those two elements, but never like a direct link. So, no, that sounds like a total dad lie. It does. Yeah. It does. It but does. you're saying it's true? Uh, each half of it is true. <laughs> broccoli was invented. It was created. It's man-made. It is a man-made vegetable. It's a man-made product. Broccoli is a uh, genetically modified cauliflower mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. wasn't available to children in, say, the potato famine. Right. Or in the 40s or whatever. But, and then Albert Broccoli, the guy at the film, his family is far away. I don't know. I'm just saying the elements are there. I, I mean, look. If he is from a family that has invented broccoli, they're millionaires. Mm -hmm. He has the time to write. Mm -hmm. He's got all those vitamins in his system. Right. Brain food. He's eating his grains. He's like, I have an idea. What about a great spy? I think you just solved <laughs> the mystery. Uh, I'm going to look it up later. Yeah, and there's a lot of things to Anyone look up. Anyone out on there listening, you know, if you can, do me the favor of just really going into a deep investigation with this Albert Broccoli thing. And it's a link to the vegetable broccoli. That would be really helpful. Wait a second. I have an idea that's separate from this. Oh, okay. Why don't you right now take a picture for your Bumble um, profile? Do it right I now. I don't think I want it. With your that. cans and your microphone. Oh, and your fun it'll mustache. Look, okay. But it's gonna. Don't can look you straight take into, it? Yes. Because I don't. It's gonna look. Uh, so I'm not gonna look into the camera. I'm just gonna be talking. And um, so we're talking. And here's another point I'm gonna make as a broadcast journalist. Take the photo, <laughs> and then uh, did you take it? Yep. Take. <laughs> I took three choices. Oh, thank you. Finger okay, up, well, finger down. Okay. Uh. Yep. So then, close. Go edit that so it's a little closer. I would say. Okay. So they can. They don't think you're trying to avoid being seen. Right. But right. Then, if there's girls on Bumble who are fans of yours and like this podcast or like your comedy, they recognize you. Oh, but that's not. I don't. I want. The, I want to be strangers. I know, but what? Who? Who are you looking for? Someone you already know. Someone that doesn't exist. Somebody that you know. <laughs> It's funny. You're, it's funny when you joke sing, you're just like me. But when you regular sing, you're amazing. <laughs> Isn't that oh, funny? Thanks. Have you noticed that? I, you know, I prefer comedy to everything else. Yeah. So it's better to be funny than good. I've noticed that though. Your joke sing it like I can joke sing like you. Somebody <laughs> that I used to know. Woo. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like someone's mom in a mall, and then you. But man. <laughs> on the stage. Well, that's when I really turn Angel it on. voice. Yeah, yeah. You, that's when switch. I really pour it out. That's when I really... So there is an on and off switch to the genius switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Sorry. There's no off button on the genius machine. Whatever. It's a shirt that Michelle Bloom wore. <laughs> There's no off switch on the genius machine? I swear. That That's hilarious. She had a shirt, maybe a childhood picture. That's really funny <laughs> and so braggy. It's a funny shirt for a little kid to wear. <laughs> yes. It I wasn't had, like a grown. She wasn't like wearing it to business meetings. No, no, no. But I had I uh, uh, to compete. I had one that said uh, just said perfect ten that I used to wear when I was like probably eleven or twelve years old. When, uh, but perfect ten was in quotes, <laughs> so it was yeah, kind of like oh. oh look at this perfect ten over here. Yeah, there's a yeah the restaurant down the street for me. This Italian place. If you like in quotes. Uh, pizza, you'll quote love ours. <laughs> no, like, so it's a secret. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah. Oh, do you like pizza? When I was ten, I had a eat and ain't cheating shirt. <laughs> what does that it, mean? Uh, it. I mean, it's sexual. Oh. And oh, I, oh. And I had it, and it was oversized, and. Neither my parents or I knew what it actually meant, <laughs> and I remember having it. And it was like a tiny little man wore it once, and I had a lot of old clothes, and oh. I had this Eaton Ate Cheatin' shirt. Oh, my God. And there's a cartoon on it, and I was like, oh, that's funny. It rhymes. <laughs> I like eating. But it is a eating in a sexual way. That's... Is not actually cheating on your wife. Yes, that's a right. a little kid... Yeah. A little kid wearing that shirt <laughs> is the best. It's so funny. I mean, if ever if someone saw me in that and saw me somewhere, some grown man is like, that's the coolest little kid ever. You would have gone For him viral. To know, yes. Oh, it's man. hilarious. Yeah. There is a picture um, that my uncle showed me one time of a woman he took at a, like at a festival. This was like early 80s, and she had these big, huge boobs, and she was wearing a T-shirt. It was like, you know, late 70s, early 80s, so she wasn't wearing a bra. And the front of the teacher's T-shirt said, I wish these were brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I know. Which meant she must have had brains if she was smart enough to yeah, yeah, pull yeah. those on over her big, huge oh, boobs. Oh, God. Yeah, you can have brains and boobs. Yeah. Of course. Come on. Come on. It's just, uh, if anything, they they could have just developed at the same time in your life. What if they developed in, at equal pace? <laughs> and so the bigger your boobs are, the smarter you are. That would be very threatening to the patriarchy. I tried to write a joke about it, but that statistically your eggs, as a woman, your eggs develop while you're inside your mom. So like if I think about my mom, the eggs that created me, developed inside my mom while she was inside my grandma. Ew. I'm not going to tell a joke about it, but that's a minute. Yeah, I was like, think about that. Think about how the eggs in your mom developed while inside her, while inside your grandma. Think about that the next time you're trying not to get a boner. I don't know. I don't know what the joke is. <laughs> what about the next time you're at brunch trying to order eggs? <laughs> Think about the next time you're trying to order eggs. <laughs> if you're trying to decide between scrambled and a frittata, Think about this. that. Is there is there is a comic that I'm not I don't I'm not like a huge fan of, but Jimmy Schubert has the best joke about because I've thought about it in my life, but he has a joke about chicken being in an omelet. And he's like, that's not a breakfast. That's a family vendetta. <laughs> it's like the best joke ever. That's such a good joke. Yeah, yeah. It's that the eggs and the parent meat. Yeah. It's an observation anyone can relate to. Yeah. We all know what he's talking We've about. We've all had chicken omelets. We've all been trying to be high protein. We know. You're taking out uh, parents and their kids. You're taking them all out. All in you're one. You're strafing. Would that be the word? Sure, sure. Like machine gun style? Here's a secret about me. When I don't that? know a word, I pretend I do. Oh. Strafing, yes. yes strafing. Oh, strafing is the word I strafing. would have chosen. Strafing? Strafing. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That's strafing. past tense of strafing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well. I guess in conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. No, we Ooh. always, we, uh, when it's just you and I, we time it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, it's We're so gonna get easier. you out of here, Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> thanks for uh, help helping today. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. 
And of course, thanks to our guest. And um, anything, what do you got coming up? Um, I'm not doing anything these days because I'm tie-tie. Uh, Me too. Me too. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm tired. I've been swimming. I ran here, parked far away, and I ran, and it felt good, and now my hip is throbbing. Oh. I got it. I'm going to get surgery. That's why I got I'm plugging my surgery. <laughs> no, nah, it's in January. Oh, for real? Yeah, you I'm scheduled gonna, it? Going to get a new leg, yeah. The whole thing? Just the whole leg. I, uh, <laughs> I've seen, they're doing a lot. It's very expensive, but I'm going to get a robot leg. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want it to go like, Is it going to have a gun in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Rose McGowan in that movie? <laughs> Freeze. Was it going to have to wear a shoe or you're fine just right on the side? No, I'll wear a shoe. Even if it's wet, I'll okay. wear a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> would you ever switch it with, um, you know, like interchange it with an arm? Sure, sure. Sure. <laughs> an Sorry. Arm, an arm for a leg? No, can I ask again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you ever keep a bird inside that leg? Sure, sure. But <laughs> I don't understand. I don't either. I just was trying to think of a good noise oh, to make. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like, guys, don't worry. I'll I'll kick you that soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this pretty little bird. Oh, I don't know my own strength. Oh, yeah, kill it, Petey. Thank thank you for coming to this Foley Hour, guys. I'm one of the best Foley artists. Chris has a strong future in the Foley mm. arts, folic arts. Mm. I like making sound effects. So, so what of it? So what? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I can plug, uh-huh. even though it's pretty far away. Uh, is next month the October? Um, what do we like to call it? The October business class. Yes, is, is going to be Wednesday, uh, October Monday. 11 it's going to be the 12th i believe terrific i have that day open great you're the headliner okay me chris fairbanks april richardson uh wait let me look at my you already have it that booked oh yeah we booked this thing andrew um mitchin i've actually never said yeah is it michon he's so funny he's the best and here's something you wouldn't know but he's one of the best skateboarders i've ever witnessed what yeah he's phenomenally good and he rarely does it but he's from portland and i went with him to a pool a big bowl and he is almost professionally good he's that's crazy Yeah. yeah he's super good uh, that makes me love him. Yeah, he's. I love him. I already loved him because he's so funny. His stand-up is beautiful, and he's super funny on Twitter. So anyway, he's going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Barbara Gray is going to be on there. She's the best. She, she makes me laugh always. God damn, her, her comedy is hilarious. She's one of my favorite uh, yeah. comics to watch. Uh, our friend Dave Anthony is going to be on that show. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, Yasser Lester is going to do the show. He's terrific. He's the best. Did and- you see that picture he saw? It was very confusing. He posted it. It was just like our trust us for your towing and uh, salvage needs. Yeah. And then there's just a giant swastika and it says KKK. <laughs> no giant li- and a Confederate flag. And it, I guess I messaged him. I was like, "Did you? Are you? I'm sorry that you're in a place where you saw that in person, but he said he got it off so, the internet." But I'm just like, all hate aside, that's such confusing advertising. It's insanity. Yeah, yeah. It must have been in the South, right? Oh, yeah. Where a lot of people are okay with that kind of bullshit. Uh, I think it was a Florida license plate. So let's. That makes sense. Need we say more? Our last guest on that show is going to be Lizzie Cooperman. I mean, not last. Oh, she's the best. Lizzie Cooperman. The October show is going to be goddamn great. Oh, man. You got to get down to business class if you live in Los Angeles. And if you live anywhere else, you got an airport. Quit being lazy. Come on. Is that too aggressive? No. No, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. It's at the Improv Lab, October. When, it's the second Wednesday of October, which I believe is the 12th at 10 p.m. And yeah. all those great comics, me and April Richardson host it. Chris Fairbanks headlines it. It's always the best. It's going to be great. And I'll have some new material, and I'm, I'm going to shy away from all these masturbation and fart jokes, even though I like making them. And it's fun for me. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna crack. The, I'm gonna start talking. About I don't my know. Life. I think gonna, you should I talk think... about your problems on Bumble. 
Maybe I will. That's real life stuff. That's real, and and do stuff to try to get bits going. Like, uh, I guess you can't. Men can't do anything on Bumble, right? No. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. It all horrifies me. It's but all I am going to talk about my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, do uh, what I I'm promise. saying is do what you want. Going to start revealing who I am as a person. I don't know about that, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people want to see that. Nobody wants to see that, Chris. Well, um, I agree. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> D-Y-N-A-R Oh no, the robot man's shooting everybody Give us time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malform. Uh, with Karen and Chris.